We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. When you get a new Subaru during the 2022 Share the Love event, Subaru and their retailers share the love with your community. The annual event has supported over 1,700 hometown charities. And by the end of this year, Subaru and their retailers will have donated over $250 million. The 2022 Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 3rd. To learn more, visit Subaru.com share. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. I'm Andy Baskin. He's Daryl Ryder. Daryl, I'm excited about the next segment. Very excited. I know we have a special guest joining us from uh, what is soon to be buried Buffalo, uh, Sal Capaccio. He's the Bills beat uh, reporter as well as the sideline reporter for the Buffalo Bills. You can hear him on WGR 550 in Buffalo. It's Sal Capaccio. Thank you for the uh, the time, Sal. Good to see you. Andy Roth, by the way, this is a direct quote. Uh, please tell him he is still a jerk, unquote. That is not for me. That's okay. from Andy. So. So what's crazy is, so yeah, I, I grew up, you know, in Buffalo and I was actually living in Florida. I left the business for a while. I became a teacher and a high school football coach in Florida for many years. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get back in the business. And then I was trying to get back to Buffalo. Andy was the program director at WGR and some things broke and I, you know, got in touch with him and he hired me. And then all of a sudden, after I had already left my teaching job to say, I'm going to Buffalo, he left to go to Cleveland before I even came up. And it was the scariest thing ever in the world because I'd left my job. We leaving my house. I'm moving up. And I read that Andy Roth is going to, I called him panicking. What's going on? It was all good. He took care of me. He said, yeah, I'm going to Cleveland. I won't actually be working with you, but here's who you see. So Andy actually gave me my start in Buffalo. I'm forever thankful, but I never got to work with him actually. He made up for it though. Cause you get, he gave you our podcast name. So. <laughs> you go. That's, that's true. Right. But Sal, I got to tell you, that's been the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Cause we've had to work with him for the last 11 years. So <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. He is uh, he is Mr. Flannel Shirt. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's um, 
it's great that I came back to Buffalo. So I always tell people it was a really, you know, difficult decision and meaning like it was so scary. I was in my mid thirties and restarting my radio career, but you know what? We didn't even have the bills rights at the time. I come up to Buffalo a year later, we get them and I get on the sidelines and now I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's just, it's been a crazy ascension ever since then for everything that I've done. And I'm just really, really thankful. So it's always going to be with you guys as well. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we appreciate, you know, having the chance to always talk with each other in Cleveland and Buffalo, even though these two teams don't play each other, we always share a kinship because of the types of cities we are, the sports heartbreak we've been through in our football teams. Well, and I'll never forget when the Browns moved the support that we saw from Buffalo and Pittsburgh like that. Yeah. To me, that was so meaningful because our fan bases are so similar and, um, you know, I think we all get each other. So, uh, you know, and then when you hear things about stadium issues going on in Buffalo, like it just, it was like cutting right through my heart. Cause I kept thinking, Man, those those fans in that city were behind us when Art Modell really just raked us over the coal. So we appreciate Buffalo. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, guys. The great I always say until last year's Kansas City 13 seconds, you know, game at the end of, of the uh, game, 13 seconds would happen until that game. The greatest football game I ever attended. I was a high school student, went to the 89 divisional game in Cleveland. Ronnie Harmon drops it. I was there, uh, Kelly against Kosar. Thurman was unbelievable. Kelly throws the interception to Clay Matthews on that last play. It was That was the greatest football game I'd ever attended until I was on the field for that Bills-Chiefs playoff game last year. It's pretty cool stuff. Are you sure you don't? I could do probably a half hour with you just talking about Harbor Center and Holiday and Leisure Ice Rinks if you want to talk about that too. But that's we'll fine that for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> That'd be a hockey podcast. That's so I, hopefully maybe we could do that somewhere down the road. But um, it, just your thoughts on, for, I mean, the weather obviously has been the big story today about what's going on with this game. What, what, what do you know? What do you hear? And, uh, you know, at least it sounded like you guys were talking to the league, unlike the Browns today. Well, they're at least staying in contact. But, you know, it's got to happen from the local level first. I think, you know, the league's going to take its cues from the Bills who are taking its cues from the from Erie County, New York State, you know, the, the surrounding areas, Orchard Park, the town of Orchard Park. I think it really comes down to that, which is, you know, what are they able to do as far as functionality? Um, getting essential services to the stadium, security, getting people in and out of the stadium, in and out of Orchard Park. I think that's going to be first and foremost. If they say, yeah, we think we'll be okay, it's going to be a little, you know, a little tough, then nothing's going to change. I mean, they're going to keep the game at one o'clock in Orchard Park on a Sunday afternoon. If suddenly they say, we have to shut down the town, we can't do anything, we can't get essential services and, you know, medical or anything like that, then they're going to have to have a discussion on what to do. But I, here's the problem, guys. Like, the Bills play on Thanksgiving. They play Thursday in Detroit. It's not like you can move the game Monday night. You can't do that. Can you move it maybe later Sunday if you think it, the weather could be cleared by then a little bit and you can plow and things like that? Sure. Um, what we're expecting is not six feet like so many people have kind of reported and i've seen that out there we're, we're hearing about three feet which is massive it's still a huge snowstorm three feet the question is really this is the band this is lake effect you guys know about lake effect too is Absolutely. the band basically going to be gone from orchard park in time for sunday to kind of clear it out and then you'll still have a lot of snow around the area but the game can be played or is the band going to be stationary at that time where it's hitting the stadium during the game? And no one knows that. I, yeah. I think the other interesting point here real quick, we were going through games that have been canceled or postponed uh, or canceled or, or maybe it was canceled, postponed, postponed. or moved to another venue, yeah. I think is, where, yeah. is actually what we're looking at today. And the only time snow has ever affected any game in the history of the NFL was when the roof collapsed in Minnesota. Otherwise, it's been hurricanes or... Uh, no, the, the Bills. The Bills had a game moved in 2014 against the Jets to Detroit because of that. Because of snow. Because of snow. Wow. That's I, why I people think it could happen yeah. here. That's why people keep thinking Detroit, 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 and the Bills play in Detroit on Thursday next week. But right. 
that game in 2014 was just it was it was so far out of the extreme of type of circumstances something we're not really going to have here what people say but they could not they literally had to get players onto onto snowmobiles to get them out of Orchard Park and to the airport for that game to get there and that game was moved to Monday night in Detroit because of the snow what yeah. was the scenario before Sal? To, to make them say, okay, we got to get this thing out of here. Like, I'm trying to look at parallels between that game and where we are today and what could happen moving forward. So that one was they knew there was this big event coming, and it was more of a buildup of a few days. This is still going to be a couple of days in advance, but it's not going to be like three, four days. It's going to be more like two, maybe one, where it really starts hitting. And again, let's remember, that was a Sunday. The Bills played the following Sunday. Wait a minute, bye week. I don't know, but they had to play the following Sunday. They could move to Detroit on a Monday night. It wasn't a big deal, kind of, so to speak, right? Like, you can't do that here, guys. Like, the Bills play Thursday at 12.30 p.m. in Detroit. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Detroit is open this weekend, too, because the Lions are in New York. My question to you, Sal, is what's, when's the deadline? Because not only do they, you know, have to get be able to get the players and, you know, staff and, and things like that, but, like, the, the Browns have to load in, right? The, yeah. the TV networks have to load in and stuff like that, so – what is the deadline and how does that coincide with the timetable related to this storm? It's a great question. I don't know if there's a drop dead deadline. I would imagine by Saturday, they'd have to have a call on what's happening here because the Browns are going to fly in on Saturday mid afternoon. That's what teams always do. I actually think it might be easier for them to bus into Buffalo than it would be to fly, to be quite honest. It might be that type of situation. Um, we'll see because a lot of the snow at that point is going to be more north, even though it's some's going to get dumped out in the south of the city, and then they would kind of come through there. But, you know, if they can clear the airport, that's fine. They have to know what they're doing. I don't think there's an actual hard deadline. I'm not really sure about that. So what I'll tell you is what we know. We asked Sean McDermott Wednesday about all of this, and he said, as far as he knows, and he's been told, Yes, there's communication, but the game is still scheduled Sunday, 1 p.m. in Orchard Park. Um, I know Kevin Stefanski basically said, look, I'm not in those discussions, right? But if I get told anything different, you know, then we'll we'll take it from there. I don't know if there's an actual deadline. This is one of those things where they kind of have to play it by what's going to happen. The, I, I think what they don't want to do is say, okay, yeah, we have to move this game. And then suddenly you don't get the kind of lake effect that you thought you were going to get because that can happen too. Or they can't get the bills out of Buffalo. Yeah. Yes, that's a great point, Daryl. Like, if you're going to go, let's say Detroit, which is open. Well, if you can't get people into Buffalo, into Orchard Park, that would make sense. You can't get them out of Buffalo or Orchard Park <laughs> and be able to get them to Detroit. So there's a lot of logistics here to consider. How, how You guys deal with the severe ultra lake effect up there in Buffalo. I mean, we have it on the east side of Cleveland here in northeast Ohio. Yeah. But how – so obviously the airport's kind of important here. How often does that airport actually shut down? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> because of blizzard like conditions and stuff like that, or because it's such commonplace, the volume of snow you guys get up there that they just have it down to a science and they're always ready for these things. No, it does. It does for sure. I know that um they're making a con more conscious effort now with some things they're doing at the airport. I just actually saw a story today about trying to, you know, help out the runways a little bit more than they've had in the past. It does happen. I do. I, geography matters here though. Um, Orchard park is South of the city. The yep. south towns in Buffalo get hit way more with snow generally than the north towns, which is where Cheektowaga is. And Cheektowaga is more east, but it's more considered like a north town um, than a south town for sure. Um, this scenario, however, is very different, which is wild. I live in the city of Buffalo. I live literally like, I would say you could, Josh Allen could throw a football to the Peace Bridge from my house. Okay. That's how close to the to Canada I am. And in in this storm, believe it or not, where we normally get spared right here in the city, 
we are going to take the brunt of it. We are getting hammered in the city, which is mm -hmm. wild. And the more of it's going to be in the North towns on Saturday, the South towns is still going to get hard, hit hard. And that's where that question comes in where I said earlier, which is the band is supposed to shift back South by Sunday. Is that going to go all the way South and do that? Or is it going to stay where it is? What's it going to do? Is it going to be over the stadium? Is it going to go South and disperse? We don't know. But to answer your question, the airport really doesn't get as much as Orchard Park. Orchard Park generally gets a lot more snow than you would get in Cheektowaga, for example, where the airport is. All right. We are not done with Sal Capaccio. We're going to be joined again. You know, we talked a little bit about the weather, but when we come back, we will talk about the game itself with Sal. We'll break it down with him. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.